Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of On Your Mark on the Barker Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Ferreira, and we have an awesome show in store for you today. Today, I am joined with a recurring guest on the Barker, Rachel McKinney. And at her request, we're going to do an, a unique show that I've done a lot of prep for, and I'm a little nervous, but I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. We're going to talk about our favorite Disney princesses. We're going to talk about what qualifies as a princess. We're going to talk about some of our favorite sidekicks, our favorite kingdoms, songs, and some of our honorable mention princesses that maybe don't get considered princesses, but we think that they deserve to be called princesses. Rachel, after that long-winded intro, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I've got my wine. I'm ready to talk about, you know, something that I like. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of us love Disney. Everyone loves Disney. You particularly princesses. A lot of people love princesses. I'm going to go into some detail on why people love princesses, but uh, why did you specifically want to talk about Disney princesses? Uh, so it actually stems from listening to the show that you and Andrew did on Pixar uh, movies, and we kind of started a debate about Princess Merida. And so once that started, I said, well, we should debate all princesses. Let's just keep going for it. So um, I asked you if we could do it and you're on board and here we are. Heck yeah, heck yeah. And some of the most like iconic Disney films are surrounded by a princess or at least the princess either the main character or the main focal point of the story. So we have lots to dig into. Um, we're gonna first, before we dive into like our categories and everything, we have a one main question. This is the big debate. All right, we're gonna start this off probably with an argument and a debate right away. So, <laughs> cause I know we both had been texting about what we thought qualified as a princess, who should be titled a princess, who shouldn't. What do you think are the qualifications to be considered a princess? So personally speaking, I think to be qualified as a Disney princess or as a princess, they either have to be born royal or marry royal. Now, you get some gray area when you start talking about uh, like Pocahontas and Moana because they're the daughter of like the village leader, mm -hmm. which culturally I think is a different thing than a princess. Are they important? Of course, you know, they're the main female role in those movies. And I think that they definitely require some recognition. However, I personally would not put them on a princess list. Mm -hmm. You Yeah. So like they have to be like coronated through like, you know, a royal kind of, I don't know how you would call it, but basically just have a ceremony where you are of royalty. You maybe have a castle. It, it is weird. It's unique ground because everyone's culture has a different sort of ceremony as exactly. what they would call royalty. I and everything. I am more of a purist in the sense, like literally their title in, I guess, a government, if you will, would be princess, not yeah. daughter of the chief or because they did some amazing thing that they get qualified as a princess, but like literally the definition of a princess, like you were born from a king and a queen and or married a prince and became a princess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you have the title and everything in which a lot of like customs and kingdoms and a lot of the princes that we're going to talk about are based off of um, either stories or real life mm -hmm. princesses in real life that have had coronations and stuff like that. So that's I, so now my take on it. I, I agree. I when I was looking at this, I was kind of creating my list and I was like, now, should I only include the princesses that I think are of legit princess like descent? Like, have they been coronated and crowned? Or should I follow what Disney is going on? I'm, you'll see when, when I go through each of my lists, but uh, yeah, I think, I think 
it's it's really hard. It's like a gray area to pick and decide. Um, it's going to be fun to hear your justifications for yours. Um, Disney, so we'll dive into some of this research here. Disney specifies that there's only 12 princesses, even though yes. there are a lot of princesses. According to Disney's website, they have only coronated 12 princesses. And some of the princesses are, you know, obviously they make sense. And then other ones are kind of like, really? So this person's not a princess and this one is? Mm-hmm. Um, to let you guys know, if you don't know, the 12 princesses that Disney has crowned and given the title of princess, Snow White from 1937, Cinderella, 1950, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, 1959, Ariel from The Little Mermaid, 1989, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, 1991, Jasmine from 1992, Pocahontas from 1995, Mulan, from 1998, which might be one of the more controversial ones because technically she is not of royal blood or anything. She does not marry into anything, but Disney considers her a princess. You also have Tiana after a 10-year break in 2009, Rapunzel in 2010, Merida in 2012, who is the first Pixar princess, um, to, and she is a princess. And then number 12, Moana who was crowned in 2019. So already huge names that I have not mentioned mm-hmm. uh, in, in many franchises, including, you know, Frozen, uh, lots of other animated movies. But so Disney only considers these 12 as their princesses. Why, as they're like official princesses. Official princesses under the Disney line. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it, it led, I went down a rabbit hole today trying to find out why and everything. And I still don't know why. I don't think anyone knows why certain ones get it. You, you kind of gave me a little bit of background before we started. Why do you think that some are left off and others aren't? Well, in my little bit of research that I did as well, and it's the same definition that you found where Disney was saying that they have to fall. It's a very narrow category actually of what they consider a Disney princess. And it's, it's either, yes, they were an actual princess or they had an act of heroism. And that's when you kind of get into Mulan. Mm-hmm. Like you said, not actually royal, doesn't marry royal, but has this big epic storyline. And so they kind of deemed her a princess. Um, and then, like you said, Frozen, Anna and Elsa, who are legit princesses of a kingdom, um, are left off. That's because they're too popular that they had their own entity. Like, so they're not qualified in the disney princess list they are the frozen franchise Mm -hmm. um so they have their own thing part of me wonders if they kind of make these lists for financial gain like literally just merchandise so they have like disney princess line where they have these 12 princesses and then frozen's its own thing because they can you know benefit monetarily off monetarily you can have two different brands that you're advertising the princess brand and the frozen brand um, it's funny that you said that. I want to talk about the, the merchandising aspect of it. So, you know, the first princess movie, Snow White, was in 1937. And then Walt Disney had his hands in the first three, you know, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White, all uh, before the 60s. But after Walt's uh, death, there wasn't really a princess movie that was made again until almost the 90s when Glenn Keane made Ariel. So in 1994, Mattel, the toy company, created the Disney princess collection, which was the first marketed separate form other than the films to monetize the princess brand. And so Mattel toy company made all different types of merchandise from their original nine uh, princesses, which were the Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, 
uh, not Mulan yet, not even Pocahontas actually, Jasmine, and then I believe Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell was actually an original to be on the princess list. Disney princess. And then she was removed and added to the Disney fairy collection. And uh, so then they went to they made eight, that their own, their own brand as well. Like you said with Frozen, it was all about monetizing and how many of these different little brands can we do with it, Frozen mm-hmm. Princess. Um, Again, so in 19, that was in 1994. In 1995, it was the first home video collection of just princess movies. In 96, they released the first Disney princess soundtrack album, which went like number four on the Billboard charts for children. In 1999, they launched the Disney princess brand, which was the clothing brand and, you know, selling dresses to all the little girls and everything. And in 2000, they created the Disney princess on ice, which was like, a huge spectacle so many girls going to shows now dresses princesses seeing princesses on stage um it's disney's top consuming entertainment brand the princess brand they get so many children involved so many parents i mean that's honestly i think what draws most people to the disneyland parks and just the disneyland brand in general is the princess brand as you were saying earlier yeah and i mean because you think you know parents with like a new baby girl it's kind of that you fall into that like gender stereotype, like, oh, she's a princess and you want to get all these frou-frou, you know, outfits and cutesy things. And Disney just swept right in there and said, oh, look, we have this whole line of really cute things. And then you start growing up on that and the kids are conditioned from super young to just love it because that's what they've known their whole life. So, yeah. And you just said it perfect. It's a brilliant way to manipulate the parents to make more money. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I fall into that category. I am not ashamed. I will admit I am. I told Shane when, you know, we had, when we were going to have kids when we went to Disneyland, those kids are dressing up, but they're not allowed in the park. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, this is like the background on the princess brand. Again, if you look on the internet, you're going to find 50 different explanations on what a princess is, as I've discovered today. And Rachel has yes. discovered, uh, she said one of the main requirements that people predominantly say is, you know, they have to be a character in a Disney Pixar film. They have to be a character that is one of the, one of the stipulations is must be human or human like in the cases of Ariel or Tinkerbell. Uh, the character should not have been introduced in a sequel. So I think most of the people that we're going to talk about today were from original films. Yes. Um, the character should be born Royal married Royal, or as you said, performed an act of heroism in the case of Mulan. Uh, that's how she gets in the, the brand. Um, the character's film. The loophole. This is the weirdest one, as we talked about already. The character's film should be a box office success that neither underwhelming nor overwhelming. So princess is that don't financially do well, don't get the title, and princesses <laughs> that do economically well get left off, as we said with Anna and Elsa. They get shafted, which I honestly don't think they're going to be off much longer. I think there's going to be enough pressure to get them in there. Maybe, but it almost makes more sense for them to keep them separate because Frozen is so big, keeping it its own category on it, you know, yeah. standalone. Because if, if you're strictly looking from like a business and making money, Frozen on its own makes sense. Now, if you're a Disney fan and you just, you know, you want all your favorite characters to make this official Disney princess list, then yeah, there might be, you know, some pressure to get them on that list just because you want all of your favorite characters in this nice, you know, little box of, Mm-hmm. these are all my favorites and they all make this official list <laughs> oh yeah and it makes no sense because i was looking through and i'm like the first eight 
weren't really coronated. They were just kind of given the title. And then the last several that we've had, like Tiana and Rapunzel, and they've all had their own like coronations, special coronations at like the Disneyland castle. But then you have like Moana who wasn't coronated. They were just like, yeah, you're a princess. Like, so (laughs) congratulations. Disney's not even following any set of rules in terms of who is a princess and who isn't. So yeah. So we're going to make the rules on this show. I like it. Uh, uh, All right. So that's enough background. Now we're going to dive into our list. So we're going to do our top five Disney princesses, both of us. We're also going to talk about our favorite sidekicks, castles, songs, and then we'll have some honorable mention ones that maybe aren't considered princesses, but we want to give them shout outs. Um, Am I missing anything? Are we ready to start, Rachel? I think we're ready to start and I want you to go first. Ah, all right. Normally I wouldn't (laughs) let anybody else go first. So I'll go first now. Okay. So my first princess, again, I spent two and a half hours today sitting here reading about all the princesses. The hardest selection for me was this fifth spot because I knew I was going to leave somebody off that should be on here. And I know people are already, (laughs) they're already going to be mad with my first pick, but I don't give a damn. This first pick for me is a heart pick. Um, It is a character in a movie that was super important for me as a child. It was one of my favorites. Now, I need to clarify this. We're talking just about the characters, right? Not so much about the movie itself, right? The person. Yes. The the, the character. Yes. I mean, obviously the movie plays in a little bit to your your mm -hmm. decision making, but mostly, yes, I would say like 80, 20, right? Like 80. So like you're not picking. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to have a, it's going to have a, a part, a say in how we pick them, but it's not like I'm picking that movie. I'm picking. Right. Right. Cool. So again, This princess is in one of my favorite movies growing up, and I think it's going to be controversial for me to pick her, but uh, I just have to, I couldn't leave her (laughs) off my list. I love her, and I am going to go off the bat, number five, Jasmine from Aladdin. Jasmine, okay, I didn't see a horrible uh, look on your face, so I'm uh, thinking you're okay. No, it's... So background on Jasmine. Jasmine, obviously, the female lead in the movie Aladdin, voiced by Linda Larkin, and then sung her songs by Leah Salonga. Uh, Jasmine is the daughter, obviously, of the Sultan of Agrabah and uh, is a stylized. It's a sultana, which is princess, you know, in uh, Arabic. She marries Aladdin, who's a commoner, and gains the title princess, course, or he gains the title prince consort. She's the first princess to not be the title character in her film. And she is the first non-white and first Middle Eastern uh, princess. And the reason I put her at this spot in my list is because Aladdin was my favorite movie growing up. And even as like a five-year-old, I was in love with her. <laughs> now, most Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> most of my other princesses on here, it is not going to be of like a heart pick like this, but Jasmine was the princess that I was as a child in love with. I, I think also she is probably the most sexualized of the characters. Oh, 100%. Of all the other princesses. And so I don't know what it was. I think every young boy growing up was obsessed with Jasmine. She has a tiger. She lives, uh, you right? know, she she's running around with Aladdin doing a lot of awesome adventure stuff. So, and I think a lot of that was just, you know, really cool and appealing to me. And uh, of course, I just liked obviously Aladdin and Abu. And I know that's not supposed to impact me, but because I loved that movie and she was in it, uh, I had to put her on my list. So I'm going to have Jasmine at five. 
this is just a heart pick. The rest will actually be actually good picks. Uh, I know Jasmine is considered. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. <laughs> a lot of, so a lot of stuff I was reading is saying people were crushing Jasmine because they're saying, you know, she's just sexualized and she, that's her only really, you know, the, the main thing about her that she doesn't bring anything else to it. But I don't think so because she Which actually. I disagree. She's actually a very strong character. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also like how. I know we were we said that we were going to kind of stick to the animated movies, but if you look at the live action movie that just came out um, of Aladdin, they even they strengthened Jasmine's character, um, and in the new live action movie, they made her Sultan before she even went and got Aladdin. So I think some of that guilt, I guess, of sexualizing a children's you know movie character, mm-hmm. they kind of cor- corrected in the live action movie. Um, but I, I like Princess Jasmine too. So I, I, do. I don't even hate you for picking her. <laughs> I read a funny thing today that made me really laugh. I think, you know, Jasmine, it's funny. She's Middle Eastern, but she does have this kind of like Latina sense to her where she has a lot oh, of this yeah. attitude that she gives to Aladdin and everybody. And one of the funny things that I read about her today was somebody says, Jasmine, who throws shade at every prince because all they are is like trying to impress her. And then a guy shows up on a magic carpet and she's impressed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but well, none of the other ones had a magic carpet. Okay, it's they true, just had, yeah. Like wealth <laughs> or a monkey sidekick. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, Jasmine's number five for me. I'm gonna have her uh, at the end of my list, and I'm happy with it. I like Jasmine. Okay. Uh, now you may go number five. Are you ready for mine? Because I know that my five pick will probably spark the most debate between me and you. Please. So. My number five pick comes from a movie that won Academy Award, Golden Globe, the BAFTA for the best animated feature film. Okay. It's the only Pixar princess to be on the Disney and it's Princess Merida from Brave. Um, I also love the movie. It's a beautifully animated movie. Um, it's the first time in tw- like for 25 years that Pixar rewrote their system to accommodate the visuals in this movie um specifically her hair (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you've ever seen brave she has this traditional red curly um scottish hair with all the volume and the animation really captures each tendril like each curl um it's not where in the old animations where they were drawing everything it's very like blocky movement like their hair moved all together in one piece Mm -hmm. um they kind of showed off what they could do animation wise but specifically talking about merida um, she's a badass archer for one. She's one of the few princesses that actually wields a weapon. Um, and, and, and she's a strong character in the sense that she doesn't want to just marry because she's supposed to. Um, she's a princess and she has to marry one of the other Lord's sons because that's tradition. Um, and she kind of goes against that. And like I was arguing with you over the Pixar episode <laughs> via Facebook, um, Girls who are fair complexion with red hair. My hair is not as red as it used to be, but when I was little, I had I had some red hair. We didn't really have a princess that we could identify with look-wise. Um, and she was the first one who kind of came out who looked like that category of girls. And so um, me being a young you know, girl in Halloween costumes and stuff, like, I want to be Esmeralda. And I look nothing like her. Like, hello, not tan, don't have dark hair, you know? <laughs> like, um, so when Merida came out, that was really cool, um, even though I was older, to just have that representation of that specific um, look 
especially because being a white redhead living in SoCal, I stood out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in school, I was one of the few. So um, I, it's, it is a little bit of a heart pick um, for me. She's, like you said earlier, the old, first and only Pixar character on the Disney princess list. Um, and not included in Disney per se, but she also has an appearance on the TV show Once Upon a Time, and she's a prominent character there as well, which I think is kind of cool. And, um, and she shows up in uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 with all the princesses yes. in the room. <laughs> and she's actually a princess. Yep, and <laughs> she, she didn't is. have to marry into anything. Yep, she um, is. So a... She's my fifth pick. She's not my number one pick, but she definitely had to go on my list. Um, I it's, it's something know, that I could identify with. <laughs> it's so funny you said that this was going to start an argument, and I actually agree with you here because when I was first making my list, I had Merida at five, and <laughs> and I know I said I hate the movie Brave, but her specifically i really like i'm scottish so i love that finally a princess wasn't just a whitewashed you know voice yeah, with an accent she had an accent she was thick her character was very rich i love that mm-hmm. she's uh running around not giving a damn about any of the suitors she's got the three little brothers and she just wants and the fact that you said she's an archer she's like katniss everdin running around yes. <laughs> so she is awesome She's, uh, like you said, she's the first princess since Ariel to have red hair, but Ariel was more just, you know, like painted it's like on red hair. like literally clown hair. It's yeah. so red. <laughs> but um, I will say, um, in terms of Merida, because I made a whole list of, you know, thinking of all of our categories that we're going to talk about today. She does not sing in the movie like nope. your other princesses do, and she doesn't have a sidekick. She doesn't. Uh, technically, she has a horse named Angus, but it's not really like her sidekick. Yeah, not not mm-hmm. in the sense that we would qualify as like a character sidekick. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, my my movie's a little bit lacking in some of my ca- <laughs> some of my categories here. Um, but I I love that movie. I also love the soundtrack of that movie, even though it's not sung by the characters. Um, and so I she had to be on my list. All right. So we have <laughs> we have Merida and Jasmine right now at the top of the list. Merida, if I if I am being honest, she was probably six or seven. She just missed the list for me. She is awesome, though. Um, Okay. Now, before we dive into the next one, we're going to do our favorite sidekicks. As we were just mentioning, lots of different awesome sidekicks. This is going to be a tricky category because some sidekicks are more prominent than others. 100%. (laughs) There are certain sidekicks that are almost main characters, but are Mm -hmm. sidekicks. If you're going to talk about, you know, like Olaf or Mushu, like they are sidekicks, but they are like their own fully formed characters. And then you have other characters like Raja, like Pascal and stuff like that, that don't really speak. And they're more of like the little, uh, you know, the companion, the companion <laughs> character. Yeah. So we're both going to give our favorites here. Uh, I'm going to let you go first on this time. What is your favorite sidekick? Okay. So I reached into the more than sidekick category for this and I put as my favorite sidekick is Olaf okay um Frozen and Frozen 2 um obviously he plays a bigger part in Frozen 2 I think because he got such a good reaction from Frozen uh voiced by Josh Gad which just makes me like him more Mm he plays LeFou in the live action Beauty and the Beast and out of Disney he's Bear Claw from New Girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's just, and he does the Broadway musical The Book of Mormon, which he's famous. Yeah, he for. he yeah. does a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but so just I like Josh Gad 
as an actor. And so the fact that he plays Olaf just makes me happy. Um, I just found out in my research today that Disney um, Animation YouTube channel has six episodes of At Home with Olaf that Josh Gad have, has been recording since COVID-19 lockdown has started. Wow. Um, I haven't watched them yet, uh, but I would like to go back and, and do that. I didn't have time to do it today when I found out. But mm -hmm. I think that's also really cool. But also Olaf has some of the coolest songs. Yeah. Um, as a sidekick and he gets to sing and he's happy and all that stuff. Um, and so I picked him as my favorite sidekick. I knew it was reaching into like, uh, he's kind of his own character. Um, but that's where I would put. Awesome pick. I'm going to zig to your zag here and I'm going to, I'm going to, this was a hard one. If I was going to do what you did, I would probably do Mushu because I do really like Mushu the dragon. I and debated. Eddie Murphy. Um, but I didn't pick him because I was like, I want to stick to one of the non-vocal characters. And if I'm going to go non-vocal characters, I'm a little chubby fat guy and I love to eat. And this character, not only is it an animal that I think is really uh, awesome in the movie, I'm going to go with Miko, the raccoon <laughs> from Bogahannas. He would have been my pick if I didn't go character sidekick. <laughs> I love him in that movie because he's just, he, he's like a little, you know, he's just an animal and he just is really cute. He's running around and he's always hungry and he's trying to get in on everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love how Pocahontas is in that movie and her interactions with all the animals and the colors of the wind and stuff. And Miko and then, I mean, you could kind of com combo him and flip, but I definitely prefer the raccoon. And I just like how he's... Uh, how he treats John Smith and just how he's like got attitude, but then he's also like a cute little raccoon. Um, and I love his relationship with Percy, the pug. Yeah. Oh yeah. They become like, it's like its own little storyline. They're like rivals at the beginning yeah. and then they become, they're almost like this, the, the undertone of what the actual film is about with the two yes. uh, sides. And then they're their own little story where they become, you know, friends. When they're wearing each other's like costumes at the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love Miko. I'm going to go with the little raccoon. Even though raccoons in real life are little like... Terrifying. Terrifying monsters in that movie. I liked Miko. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so those are some of our sidekicks. Uh, I do love Raja. I can't believe I didn't pick the tiger. I do love tigers. So uh, th that's why I put Jasmine on the list because she has a tiger. You know, Tiger King's <laughs> out right now. So she's the oh, tiger God. queen. I still haven't watched it. I refuse. Don't. You'll go down a rabbit <laughs> hole and lose seven hours. Um, okay, <laughs> we're back into our list now. Number four on our list here. Would you like me to go first again or? Sure, go... I went first with Sidekick. We'll go, go back to you. All right, this is a movie that I just watched today. So there's a spoiler for you because you already told you about it. This is a princess that I think is very well-rounded. I think a lot of these princesses that you can look at can socially be viewed either as, you know, just the dumb damsel in distress or... You know, they're not fully fledged characters, but this princess, I think, is encompasses, you know, a lot of the areas of not only just a great, well-rounded character, but a what it would be, I think, personifies what a princess is, as we talked about at the beginning of this episode. And I'm going to go with Rapunzel. Rapunzel from Tangled. Based on the Brothers Grimm story, Rapunzel, uh, she, like Aurora, was born... Uh, and taken removed from her family and her parents as a baby only to be reunited in the teens. She's got golden long hair. And what I think makes her one of my favorites is who plays her Mandy Moore, who provides both the voice and uh, sings. She's fantastic. All those songs are great. Uh, 
Uh, Rapunzel is actually the latest of the princess movies that I watched as I was telling you about it today. I'd seen a lot of these in, as a child, but Rapunzel came out in 2010, I believe. Uh, 2000, yeah, 2010. So I was late to the game on Rapunzel and I don't know why, because it's a fantastic movie. She's one of the more stronger willed princesses, I think. I love that she uses that frying pan and beats the shit out of Flynn <laughs> and everybody. Frying pan, too new. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think she, it's awesome too, because most of these princesses have to have some sort of man come and save the day, whereas it's the opposite with her. She saves Flynn at the end mm -hmm. of the movie. And uh, again, she has such great songs. She's such a lovable character. I love when she goes into the inn and gets all the like the, the people, <laughs> convinces them, what did you want to be when you grew up? Or what was your yeah. dream and everything? And got all these like Viking guys to sing along. And Flynn's like, what the heck? They're trying to That's definitely like one of the best songs in that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just think she's so lovable, so nice. Uh, and then it's like, oh my God, when she gets at the end, she loses her hair and everything. But even she's rocking that like Bob look. She looks awesome with, with her short hair and everything. And I, I just I just really like her as a character. And I like the story. I think it's a, it's a super popular story. Again, we talked, I think we were talking off a couple of days ago about how we both love Shrek. And yes. <laughs> this is a really similar story. This is what Shrek, I think, was based off of predominantly with uh, the Rapunzel story of the damsel in the tower and everything. So I think maybe that is some of the reason why I do like it. Uh, and again, even uh, what's his name? Zach, uh, who plays Flynn? I just forgot his name. I think he's really, really good. I Zach, didn't write it down. Zach Levi, that's his name. Zach <laughs> yes. Levi. He's really good. And I like their, their chemistry that they have in the movie. And, and yeah, I just really like Rapunzel. I, I like Rapunzel. She did not make my list, um, but I, I'm glad that you put her on yours. So my number four, I debated on this because of the official Disney list qualifications, blah, 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 blah. But based on my personal definition of a princess, I put her on my list and I put Anna from Frozen. Okay. Um, voiced by Kristen Bell, who got the part actually because she got overlooked for Rapunzel. She auditioned for Rapunzel originally. Mandy Moore got that role and then they offered Anna to Kristen Bell after. Ah. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. And again, I love Kristen Bell. Um, I like Anna because she is like unapologetically loyal yeah. to the people that she loves, like to a fault. Like she does some stupid shit because she is so loyal and trusting. But um, that's also kind of cool to be, you know, just 100% believing the good in people. Um, I'm not like that. So mm -hmm. I admire that in a character. <laughs> um, and she, her character, I think, develops really well between the two movies. Um, she grows a lot, and I think that's cool. She's not a stagnant character, um, so I put her as my number four. Yeah, because in the first movie, we, she's really gullible, and by the second one, you know, she's a lot more. I think she's ready to kind of run this kingdom that she's in charge. Yeah, of. I love it. When uh, have you seen Frozen Two? Yeah, have you watched it yet? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, in the very beginning, when uh, Elsa's trying to find her way, and she's like trying to put out the fire spirit. And Anna looks at her and goes, if you don't want me to follow you into fire, then don't run into fire. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. She's like, I'm coming with you. Like we're a team. And so yeah. I, I just, I really like her, her loyalty. She's a ride a or die with her sister. 100%. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where in the, in the first movie, she's all about like, oh, I want to find romance and love and blah. And that's like the most important thing. And then when you get to the second movie, she's like, sorry, Kristoff, I'm following my sister into fire. Exactly. Um, 
it comes back to the family aspect, even though what she wanted was the romance she realizes, you know, her sister is, is what's important. And that's that's what's kind of cool. What's nice about those characters and that story is that it's no longer just about the princess trying to find her Prince Charming. She's more about, it's about the sisters and that relationship and whatever comes because of that comes like with Kristoff and Olaf and all the friendships and stuff like that. But everything is about family, like you mentioned. Yeah, that's that's a good pick, Anna. I like Anna. I think I think your fourth and my fourth are really similar because I see lots of similarities in the personalities of Rapunzel yes. and Anna. They're really similar. And it makes sense that you said both of them, uh, she auditioned for both of those roles because I could see her probably playing both those characters. She's so bubbly and fun. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So those are our fourths. Rapunzel and Anna. Now we're going to talk about our favorite castles or kingdoms that these princesses live in. This is a kind of a harder choice as a lot of these castles and kingdoms are kind of similar cool. in design and really <laughs> cool. And it's probably just a preference on the climate or where you'd want to live in and everything. So uh, what castle or kingdom is your favorite? So <laughs> my gut instinct was I wanted to put Arendelle. But then I realized my list was getting very frozen heavy, so I changed it. Nice. Um, and I put Atlantica from Ariel. Nice. Um, so the underwater King Triton's castle, um, it's supposed to be below the Atlantic Ocean. It's supposed to be inspired by Atlantis. Um, as a kid, being a mermaid would have been really cool. So I always like, I really liked Ariel. I liked the movie. And then I also liked the TV series that they did. The Disney mm-hmm. Channel had like the Little Mermaid TV series. Yeah. Um, and I watched that a lot too. And so I thought that castle's really cool. I, <laughs> I debated putting this castle because um, I'm sure you've heard, like, have you ever actually seen a picture of the castle? The the very phallic images that are on it? E- yes. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I debated putting it because of that. Because, of course, you don't see that as a child. Like, it, no. it takes an adult dirty mind to be like, ha, 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 ha. It was like, those you know? bored 80s, 90s <laughs> anim- Disney animators that were like, what can I sneak into the art? Yes. Mm-hmm. But so despite the penis castle, I chose it because it was always very bright and pretty, which is really funny because if you have a castle at the bottom of the ocean, the sun is not going to reach down there. But in all the animation, like the sunlight's coming through <laughs> yeah. the water and it's all pretty. Uh, <laughs> So if it's like the animation and the sun is coming down, then it's totally cool. If it's in the dark and there's sharks, I'm terrified. I don't want to be there. But if it's like in the movie, I'm down. (laughs) Not to mention, because you chose that castle, you most likely have the ability to breathe underwater. So that is an awesome ability to have to get to live there. Yeah. (laughs) Go all over underneath the sea. That's amazing. Okay. I'm going to go. I had a hard choice between these ones because there's two that I really like. But the one I decided to go is what you were going to go with. I'm going to go with Arendelle. I'm going to add some Frozen to my list now. I am a cold weather person. I love the snow. I love cold. My body runs hot. So if I could be in snow for a majority (laughs) of the year, I'm all about that. I like that the wilderness, there's magic in there. I could have a pet reindeer if I wanted and be friends with (laughs) Kristoff. I could make a snowman. So yeah, I'm going to go with Arendelle from, uh, from Frozen. I don't know if I'd want to live in Elsa's ice palace because that would be extra cold. But uh, and there's no furniture in there. Yeah, but Arendelle <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, is is a, a perfect place for me to hang out. I just want to. I went to school in the Midwest, so being a even though I'm a California kid, I do appreciate cold weather. And we're already getting to summer, and I'm already dreading the heat. So those are our castles. Nice selections. Now we're gonna jump back into the list. We're now in our top three. This is hard. 
I actually feel really confident about these three. Actually, five and four were harder for me than <laughs> these three. Uh, so I'm excited for our top three here. I'll go here. This is where an argument's going to start. I already know. Oh, boy. So number three for me, Fa Mulan. Uh, the eye roll, I got it. <laughs> I put, That's not hard to get from me. <laughs> I put Mulan in the list because even though she is technically not a princess and she is the only person in here that really has no noble title in her at all, even, I mean, in the sequel, she gets married, but even the guy she marries isn't of royalty. He's just a general. Yeah, right? he's just a general. So just, she, just, yeah. She, <laughs> you know, she's technically. By our standards, not a Disney princess, but Disney adds her in because what did we say at the beginning of the noble act that she does? The, yeah, the heroism. The heroism that she has. I, I think she's a really important person, obviously, because of what she means culturally to that area of the world. That's why that she is in the, the Disney princess. Also, to me, she is easily one of the most badass girls that Disney has ever created. She's, uh, you know, based on a legend uh in fairy tale she's actually the second person to be uh not just created but based off of somebody that was in real life the second to pocahontas ming nawin and leah salanga provided the voices and singing mulan is as i said the only princess who does not hold the title of princess she is although of the title uh she does earn the non-noble title of imperial consul after saving china so she has some title but she's not you know royalty she is just a badass, I think. She has some of the best songs in in Disney. I love Reflection. And even the ones that she's not necessarily singing, but a part of, you know, with Donny Osmond, I'll Make a Man Out of You, and all those songs are so awesome. She knows What's she, the one that they sing uh, about when they're marching, about finding like a woman oh, at home or yeah, whatever? A, a girl worth fighting for. Yes. Yeah. And she's like trying to interject. She's like, what about a girl who has a brain and, and says like, all these things? They're like, nah, we don't want that and everything. Uh, <laughs> But I just, I think she's just so awesome because she was one of the first princesses to, it wasn't about, it was, it wasn't about the love interest. Everything up to this point, you know, there had been some sort of love interest. If there is in this movie, it is so subtle. You can't even really tell because it is more about her, her stepping in there for her father who cannot fight, who doesn't have a son and then saving her country against uh, a horde. And uh, so yeah. She's not so, a princess, but I'm putting her. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to make you a bad person by talking I, crap on Mulan. No, no, no. I love Mulan. I love the movie. Um, I I think that she is, like you said, a badass character. It's not about the love interest. It's about saving her father, and she does all these things. I struggle because I'm that purest in definition of princess. So she didn't get on my list solely because of that, not because of her character or her storyline or any of that, because I'm all for that. So I respect your pick. I don't agree with it because if we're talking <laughs> princesses, I would not put her on my list. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. She is not a princess, but I think, I think, I don't know, Disney decided to zag and go a completely different direction. Uh, this movie was made in 1998. So it wasn't like it was a uh, I think it was well ahead of its time when it was made because, you know, a movie like this seems like it would be made now in today's uh, cult. Well, and Disney, I think, had to start making those those decisions to kind of be more culturally inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, up until that point, you have all European princesses. Now, a lot of the princesses are based off of 
you know, formally written stories. It's not like Disney came up with Cinderella or came up with Ariel, but they are predominantly European stories. Not to mention they started realizing, as we talked about, you know, monetizing the brand that China has over a billion people and how can we sell our movies in China? Let's make that movie. It's funny, three princesses in a row after, like you said, all like European based princesses, you go Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan. So they did go really, they diversified their portfolio a lot yes. in the 90s. Um, and some of the best movies. I, I mean, honestly, I think the 90s has some of the best Disney movies. Uh, I think we're a little biased. <laughs> we are a little biased. We were growing up in the 90s, but uh, I think people would agree. What is your number three? So uh, I, I'm going to go kind of old school from here on out. My number three pick is Cinderella. Uh, 1950 film, 12th Disney animated film, voiced by Eileen Woods. Um, Cinderella was one of my favorites as a child. She has a bunch of animal friends, which is freaking cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like she gets to dress up these little mice and they run around doing her her dirty work. Um, I also love the live action movie. Uh, Lily James plays Cinderella in that movie. I love Lily James. Um, Oh my gosh. The live action movie, just like, it makes my heart so happy, especially because Rob Stark plays the prince. Like, Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's just, I, I love that movie so much. And, and I love that Cinderella is, even though she is like literally in the shittiest situation, right? Like mom dies, just turned her dad. Then her dad gets married. Then the dad dies. Like Disney loves yeah. killing parents. And, yeah. and she's left with a shitty ass stepmom, these bratty ass stepsisters. And she's still so kind. Like so to nice. the very end. It doesn't change her. Um, I also love in the live action that, Helena Boehm Carter is the godmother. The fairy godmother. Oh, it just, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. But um, so Cinderella is at my my number three pick. Nice. Uh, One of the original princesses designed by Walt Disney. So 1950 uh, is the second Disney princess based off of a European fairy tale, which I have heard that the original fairy tale is actually pretty dark. Uh, Like all of them are. I hear princesses or her stepsisters like try to cut their toes off to try to fit yes. into that slipper and everything in the actual one but of course that's not going to be put in a disney movie don't don't go reading all the originals because they're awful like ariel turns into sea foam she doesn't even get the guy at the end yeah the stepsisters cut off their feet or whatever to try to fit into the slippers don't don't go there just watch the disney pg version mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the happy versions <laughs> i i like cinderella i i feel of all the princesses i think i feel the worst for her she has, I think, one of the worst setups going. Shitty life. Yeah. To be sweeping. Her friends are mice. Ugh. And to be sweeping chimneys for your whole life. It feels so bad for her. Good pick. One of the originals. I think also I'm reading an article there said Cinderella has no ears because in the animation, they didn't animate her ears because she has her, her hair or the handkerchief hair. always covering it. And then in Wreck-It Ralph 2, they animated her with ears when she's in there talking to Vanellope. And apparently the internet went insane because they said her head looked hella weird. No one had seen her with ears before. And they're like, why does she have ears? <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. But yeah, because like back then, literally animation was them drawing everything. So if, yeah. if you could skip out on ears, like why not, right? Why not? <laughs> nice. Cinderella, one of the OGs now has made the list. All right, yes. so your number three was Cinderella and mine was Mulan. We are now getting into the top two. Before we do our top two, we're going to do, this is a huge category. This is one that I think we added late and we we're like, oh, how can we not talk about these? We are going to talk about our favorite princess song. 
This is a hard category because we were so discussing, hard. We were discussing before what qualifies a princess song. Like, does she have to be singing solo or can she just make an appearance? Because some princesses don't have their own songs. They nope. only appear with other people in there. So uh, I have a bunch of them written down because they're ones that I really like. It was super hard. <laughs> I was listening to princess songs all day. A lot of them that were important to me growing up. I had so many written down for this. And I told you I had to put my list down because I kept trying to like tweak it because I kept trying to change what, what my list was. But. Mm-hmm. Give me give me number two. Who just missed the list? That's how we'll do it. For the song was yeah, the How song. Far I'll Go by Moana. Then one that or just... by Moana, who's actually written by Lin-Manuel, what's his name? Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. And, and I think it's because it kind of came out in, in a, a time where I was kind of like between career choices and and, and you know, do you take that risk to to do something that you really want to do, but it's risky or do you, you know, like stay in the safe spot and just, you know, and so it, it really like pulled at my heartstrings when, when that song came out. So mm-hmm. it's got a, it's got a special spot there. <laughs> yeah. I think what just missed the list for me, these two, I love when will my life begin tangled Andy Moore. Uh, and just around the river bend is actually my favorite Pocahontas song. It's so good. I love that song. And so fun to play on the piano, by the way. That's a great one. What, uh, so do, you, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. So the song I picked is actually sung by a princess that didn't make my list. Okay. Um, and, and I also think this is kind of a, a heart pick because, uh, the baby likes this song so much. She reacts to it. Um, it's almost there from Princess and the Frog. Oh, uh, nice. Sung by Tiana. Um, it's actually written by Randy Newman, who wrote You've Got a Friend in Me, mm-hmm. and some songs for, obviously, for the Toy Story franchise, as well as Monsters, Inc. franchise, which I yep. didn't know originally. Um, it was nominated for Academy Award for Best Original Song, um, and it's it's catchy. And it's, if you look at the song, well, watching the movie it's got one of those classic disney um like kaleidoscope-esque uh scenes so Uh like the animation changes from the actual what the movie is like to like this storybook type of animation for the song um which i think is kind of cool because if you look at the really old disney animated movies they have these weird scenes where it's just this really random animation it looks like someone's tripping on something right yeah. and so i think i feel like it kind of like nods to that old disney animation in a sense which kind of makes me like it more um and like i said it's super catchy and i i really like it so and That's it's about awesome. you know a princess chasing her dreams she's, yeah. she's not even a princess yet she's just working really hard to get to where she's supposed to be going and so my number one song i'm gonna follow you on this like recency bias I can't believe I'm picking this because there are so many good other songs, <laughs> but this is a song probably wasn't my number one princess song. Uh, if you would have asked me a month ago, but right now it's just ingrained into my brain and it's a princess that we were arguing about that. I don't know if she'd be, she should be considered a princess or if she, she's her own princess, but it is into the unknown by Adina Menzel. I, I can't stop listening to that song. <laughs> it is, you know, performed by Adina Menzel from Frozen 2. Uh, again, 
it's probably not as popular as Let It Go, obviously, but Into the Unknown nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. And I like, as you mentioned with the other, uh, your song selection about what, what the song is saying. Mm-hmm. I love what this song is saying about mm-hmm. don't be afraid to go into the unknown. And you can, you know, use that and relate with that to all things in life about just don't be afraid to just go and do something. And that's just how I've always lived my life. So I think that's why this song sticks with me. Whereas a lot of the other princess songs, maybe to me, I don't relate as much being a guy because it's coming from more of a female perspective. Right. But this song to me, I just was like, this song speaks to me. Like just go out into (sighs) the abyss and just do it. I didn't actually believe that Frozen 2 could get better than the first, but they matched and went beyond. Uh, The entire soundtrack from Frozen 2 is amazing, I think, Mm -hmm. but I agree with you. That's a really awesome song. Um, Another song that I'll throw out there that's not not sung by a Disney princess, um, she would be thrown into our honorable mention category, but one of my all-time favorite Disney songs, like, ever, is God Help the Outcast that is sung by Esmeralda in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. So, just gonna... Plug that in there real quick because that's yeah. literally like top five favorite Disney songs of all time. That's a great song. Even um, another one that I'll mention that is a not a princess one, Megara's song from Hercules. Yes. That's another great song, even though she's not a princess, but she sings a great exactly, song. Exactly, which is why those songs didn't get put into my consideration, but mm-hmm. they do, I think, warrant some mentioning because they are amazing songs. Yep. For anyone that's listening and is like, how have you not included these Disney songs? We have tried to stick to only the princess songs. <laughs> and it's so hard <laughs> it is so hard um cool and i've been more more purist on princesses than you have so yeah i've been, I struggled uh, more i've been leaning across the aisle and jumping over and stuff I, I was trying to stick i'm like okay disney told me these 12 are it so i'm gonna stick around these 12 um and i'm arguing that list even <laughs> yep okay so these are our songs uh so many good disney songs you can probably lose an afternoon just on a playlist of disney uh princess soundtrack songs all right now we're gonna go into our top two the big ones these were uh this one actually was kind of tough to do but i i uh i'm biased a little with this pick but uh i i'm happy with this one was this hard with you one and two or was it pretty easy with who your favorite was absolutely not no absolutely not (laughs) well you seem so much more sure so you go with your number two right now well and it's also like you said i'm a girl so like Mm -hmm. these these characters played a more dominant role in my childhood. So my number two, (laughs) I didn't want to say anything in the beginning because I think it's so funny that you were like, Oh, people are going to give me all this shit for my number five pick. Jasmine's at my number two. Nice. Um, And it's a heart pick. Jasmine as a little girl was my favorite. I thought she was like the epitome of beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to look like Jasmine. And again, going back to the Caucasian redhead looking nothing like Jasmine mm-hmm. <laughs> um, broke my heart. But um, my grandma actually bought me the really expensive Jasmine costume from Disneyland uh, when I was like six or something. And like, I was just stoked. And my mom being like, you can't wear that because it shows your stomach. And mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, an overly sexualized princess. But um I didn't think of it that way as a child. I just thought she was super beautiful. She looked different than me. And I, I really, I liked it. And like you said, she's a freaking pet tiger. How awesome is that? Like, yeah. I want to be a badass with a pet tiger that follows me around. Like, 
So Jasmine was my second pick. I think they did an amazing job with the live action. I think Naomi Scott does a really, really She's good amazing. job of playing her. And, and, and like I said earlier, I think Disney kind of tried to make up for the over, over sexualization of her in the animated movie. And they kind of made her a stronger character in the live action. They gave her her own song speechless, um, which, eh. <laughs> but I get what, I get what they were doing with it. And, and um, just as a child wanting to be Jasmine, she hit my number two. So nice. I don't judge you for your number five pick. <laughs> no, I love, I, it's funny too, because Ariel, who was made, you know, five years earlier, she's like wearing a bra basically the whole movie. But and nobody her waist ever... is literally this big. Yeah, but nobody ever says anything about that. But everyone crushes Jasmine for her, you know, sexuality and everything. Another it's reason- I think Jasmine's prettier. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 15-year-old me or like even 10-year-old me would have had Jasmine number one. Like I was obsessed with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so my number two, this one might be a little controversial. And oh God, here we, we, go. ta- we talked a little bit about how we justified this one. But again, a movie that I think is, is a little controversial when you go back and look at it. Some of these 90s ones that weren't as politically correct, but I still think is a powerful movie. She is a very powerful character. Uh, I have Pocahontas at two. She shakes her head. I think Pocahontas is a princess, all right? Her daughter, she is the daughter of the leader of the tribe and so she is you know native american but she is royalty for that tribe i like pocahontas that was one of my favorite movies as a kid so i again respect your choice disagree with the princess list (laughs) i but so if so then if if he had a son powhatan would that son be a prince in that tribe no no even though he's they don't, like considered, they don't, they don't use the, they don't use those terms. Yeah, he's a chief, not a king, so it exactly. would be a different term than princess. And what I think is interesting is that Moana hits the list for Disney, but they make a point in the movie of her literally saying, "I am not a princess." Yeah, and Maui says, "You're the daughter of the chief, and you got an animal sidekick. You're a princess." You're she's a like, princess. I'm not a princess, and then she's on the princess list. Like, what the fuck? Make up your mind. And then even in, uh, what's it called, Wreck-It Ralph 2, they go through that whole diatribe about all the things that apparently qualify you for a princess. <laughs> Does a no. man try to solve all your issues? Do you sing when you have problems? <laughs> like all these things and stuff. Oh, she is so, a I princess. Mean, like, um, I don't I think, want it to come across that I don't like these characters. I don't like these stories. I do. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas is one of my favorite movies. I love Mulan. I just... I wouldn't put them on my princess list. Yeah. I think it's like you said, it's a European base. Cause you look at the original films, like Snow White was a German fairy tale, Cinderella, a French fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Aurora is from also like a French and British fairy tale, Belle French. So all of the princesses take their roots. Yeah. In and Ariel's Europe. Danish. Yeah. And they all take their roots in that European background. So of course in the European style of it, that's what we would call royalty is, a princess, you right. would call it something different in a different uh, culture. So again, Pocahontas, first Disney princess to have been based loosely on a real person. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. They actually went into history, again, me being the history person, even though they changed history. That's not exactly what happens to Pocahontas well, in real Disney, life. Disney, of course. Right? Disney. Uh, Pocahontas, she is a, a Powhatan Native American. She's the second princess after Jasmine to have her singing voice and speaking voice provided by two different voices. Irene Bedard and Judy Kuhn provided the voices uh, and singing voice of Bohat, uh, Pocahontas. 
Pocahontas was born as the only child of Chief Powhatan, thus giving her the title of Chieftain's Daughter. Though not royalty, she is a considered and respected as one. So, i.e. a princess, even though technically the name is not princess. Chieftain's Daughter, a.k.a. Native American princess. And, yes, yes. <laughs> and I love... This movie's intense. Like you go back, oh, like, 100%. The, the sequence where they're singing the song "Savages" back and forth. I'm like, oh my god! Like it's super like jarring, and you. I mean, it was a different time. I think you can. It still holds up though, because both, both uh, people, you know, either the European colonists and the Native Americans are singing it about each other. So mm-hmm. I think it really is a profound movie. It's based here in American culture. I think it's another reason I like it. Uh, she is another reason I like, I like the princesses that are not so much about, again, I'm coming from the guy's perspective. So I like that. She's like outdoorsy. She's running around playing with the animals. She doesn't really care what's going on with the tribe, but she's still going to do her duties as the daughter. Uh, and she's the bridge. She, at least in this film, right? Not historically, but she is the bridge (laughs) in this movie that gets the, uh, colonists and the tribe to, you know, bridge the gap. And even though I will say though, a lot of the movies, a lot of Disney movies that were rated back in the day, um, being a preschool teacher, this is something that I have to look into because I technically need parent permission to show a PG movie, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I am not their parent. It's parental guide, you know, whatever. Yep. Parental um, guidance. G move. Yeah. G movies I can show without, without permission. Um, Mulan is rated G. Tarzan is rated G. A lot of these movies that would terrify my children <laughs> are rated G and then frozen is rated PG, which most of my kids have seen. So I, like you were saying that it's really intense. Pocahontas is an intense movie. Like if, if older movies were rated today, they would be rated a lot higher than they, they were when they were mm-hmm. created. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, when John Smith is about to get, you know, murdered by the chief like and everything. People with rifles, shoot, yeah. Like- there's a war going on. People are like dying in this film. Yeah, um, in Mulan fact, is literally a war movie, and yeah. it's rated G. <laughs> I think that's this is why I think me coming from the male perspective, why I like these princesses because these are the <laughs> films that are so much more intense. Princesses, as she puts <laughs> parentheses. Um, but yeah, I again we mentioned already the songs. Pocahontas has two of like my all time favorite Amazing. songs in uh, Just Around the River Bend and Colors of the Wind. I love. I already said her sidekick uh, Miko is one of my favorite sidekicks. So love animals and uh yeah so i I love pocahontas i love native american culture too it's really cool and even though in real life she didn't marry john smith uh in the movies i don't think she marries john smith but it's the no she doesn't because in the sequel she ends up with john rolf john rolf who in real life she really did marry and sadly get taken to europe and she died of disease like shortly after that after she had a daughter so she was also really, really young. But Tragedy. Disney skips that. <laughs> skips that. Part. Skips, skips that part. But in uh, in this movie, she's uh, she's awesome. So, all right. So those are our number twos: Jasmine and Pocahontas. Again, that's our '90s influence right there. Both of us love the it '90s. So movies. is. Yeah, I noticed a lot of my movies were '90s based. Uh, okay, before we get to the final film, our number one princess. We're gonna hit on our honorable mention princesses right now. This is uh. gonna be. This is a hard category because, again, we're going to try to touch on a lot of the ones that Disney and a lot of people don't consider, you know, give them the moniker of princess, but they still are princesses, or at least they are in that princess uh, mold for the story. And uh, we're going to just, you know, give them some shout outs here. My honorable mention princess 
and it's from my favorite animated movie of the last 10 years. The one that uh, I get mad for the movie Brave. And it's Vanellope Von Schwitz from Wreck-It Ralph. I love Vanellope. Uh, she, you know, breaks all the molds on what a princess should be. She technically really is a princess because in that video game, she is the princess of the candy kingdom and everything played by a hilarious actress. And she even has said that she wanted to, if she was going to play a princess, she didn't want to be the stereotypical, you know, thin waist, just ball gown. She wanted to do what she would be if she was a princess wearing a hoodie, just being, you know, casual, making jokes. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is one of my favorite animated movies. It, I played video games as a kid, and I don't know why. It just hits hard for me, the character of Ralph and her, and I think she, her sarcasm and stuff is awesome. And then at the end of the movie, you know, she becomes a princess. And then, as we said, she, she's in Wreck-It Ralph 2, which I wasn't the biggest fan of Wreck-It Ralph 2, but I do like that scene where she meets the princesses in the room and they tell her that she is a princess. I have yet to make it all the way through Wreck-It Ralph 2. I've put it on so many times and haven't actually watched the whole thing. It's, it's, it's not as good as the first one. It is not. But she's awesome in the first one. I really, I really love her sarcasm and, uh, and that she loves to be a racer and everything. So I'm going to go vanilla. And I like that she has that raspy voice. It's not the typical sing-songy princess voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with my original pick. So I went back and, and, and then I was debating between two, but I'll go with my original pick and I'm going to go with Alice. From okay. Alice. Alice. Land. Nice. Um, as Shane put it, she's basically in the middle of an acid trip and she makes her way through it. Right. Yeah. Like she, she's kind of a badass in that sense. She's come across a whole bunch of things that like make no sense at all. And she just powers through it. Um, I know we're talking about Disney animation for the most part. I, love the live action Alice in mm. Wonderland and Alice in the Looking Glass. I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan. Um, I love Helen Bowen Carter as the, the queen, the red queen and um, Mia. I cannot pronounce her last name. Whatever her last name is. I think does a really good job in portraying Alice. I also like that the live actions are actually, they're not remakes of the original. They're sequels too the animated yeah. movie and they um, kind of go along more with the book and the text and stuff yes mm -hmm. and and i i like the name alice it's my daughter's middle name actually mm -hmm. uh so um i i really en enjoy that my the one i was debating between so alice is alice is my pick i mm -hmm. would pick alice my second that i was debating between was jane porter from Tarzan. Ah, i love jane um, so if we were going just based off of animated movies and we couldn't consider live actions at all I might have gone with Jane, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Alice. Nice, Alice is a good pick. Back to the list, our number one, our favorite Disney princess. This is this is the mecca. This is the number one on all these princesses we've talked about. Again, whether it's the twelve considered Disney princesses or the twenty, thirty plus other princesses that have shown up in other films, this is gonna be our favorite princess, and. Uh, I want you to go first. <laughs> okay, then I'll go first. And this was a no-brainer for me. And and honestly, my number one pick, it's my number one since I've been older. It wasn't my favorite when I was younger. So like I said earlier, uh, my number two pick was Jasmine. That was actually like my favorite as a, as a child. But as I've gotten older, um, my favorite is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. um, 
30th animated film by Disney, voiced by Paige O'Hara, live action Emma Watson, which of course being a Harry Potter fan, that's just like, right? Like I was so excited when she yep. was going to be um, Belle and I thought that was an amazing choice. Um, but Belle is smart. She's the smart one and she's viewed as the weirdo, right? Because she likes to read books and and, and she, she thinks outside of the box. She's not trapped in this old fashioned like, oh, like I'm the housemaker and have to get married and blah, blah, blah. Like she... She knows that there's more to life than just being the typical stereotypical wife that stays home. Yeah. Um, and even, even her dad being the inventor, like he's out of the box too, right? They all crazy old Maurice. Like they think mm-hmm. he's insane because he doesn't conform to that mold. Um, and then because she doesn't conform to the mold, she ends up marrying a prince. Go figure that, right? Like she actually hits the jackpot because she dared to dream bigger. Yep. Um, so, so my favorite is Belle. Great choice. We have different ones, but I do like this choice. Uh, I can't believe I don't even have Belle on my list. It was so hard to not put her on my list. I do really like Belle. Uh, She is the first Disney princess to have a confirmed country. She is specifically in France. None of the other films had like qualified where their characters were. Uh, She's 17, second princess to be of common birth behind Cinderella. Uh, And she marries Prince Adam and Mm -hmm. becomes the princess consort. This is where I think, now I remember why I didn't put her on my list. I was confused, and this is my loophole as to why I didn't put her on my list. (laughs) So Prince Adam is a prince, but his parents are dead. So when they get married after he transforms back, wouldn't that make her a queen versus being just a princess? I guess, yes, technically, um... I think there's a lot of story holes here that you kind of have to infer um, because he was cursed, right? Mm-hmm. And like the whole kingdom forgot about him. He, I think that's what kind of trapped him as the prince category. Yeah. He didn't become king because he wasn't king of anything. No one was thinking about him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you would assume once they are married, they would be king and queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a princess, uh, well, I still think she's obviously a princess. She's a princess for it's, a second. I don't know. <laughs> the spell the spell that he's under makes everybody in the town forget basically who he is, right? right? Yeah. Right. So he's just forgotten away Which, in the tower. Which, actually, you don't really – you don't even get to know that unless you watch the live action. The animated, yeah. the animated film doesn't touch on why he's in this castle by himself as a prince and nobody thinks about him, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the like live everybody kind of <laughs> touches more on that. everyone forgot you know there's just this you know huge castle town i mean because she rode her horse there so can't be it exists far away yeah yeah um, um i i guess it's the animated version and like as a kid watching you just you just buy into it right yeah. like you don't question the storyline because that's what the movie is that you're watching it like exactly. that's what happens um the live action gives you a little bit more um detail into that also the live action they added like the best song ever so um is it evermore yes i love evermore in that (gasps) i don't know why it's not in the animated one that that song is so good amazing like Mm. they did such a good job i will also say um and bell is was my favorite before the live action came out so let me preface with that but beauty and the beast the live action beauty and the beast is my favorite live action remake this far Uh uh-huh so um, it might it be my favorite this far because I like Belle so much, um, but I think they did a really good job with it and it's beautiful. And uh, Audiences agree with you. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the highest rated Disney film. 
in terms of audience scores. So audiences love Beauty and the Beast the most. So it's just it is also <laughs> it's also the only Disney princess movie and only one of three animated movies, but the only Disney princess movie to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Beauty wow, and the Beast. I did not know that. Yeah, so um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a heart pick, and then like little plug like. Uh, Tale as old time was uh, my wedding song mm-hmm. as our first dance at our wedding. So yep. um, Shane gave me that one. I wanted our whole our whole wedding to be Beauty and the Beast themed, and he was like, uh, "No." no. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave me the first dance, so there we go. That's awesome. Um, cool, Bell. Great pick. I I have a little different. This is where mine is. She is a princess. Okay, now I'm no longer going around loopholes. <laughs> but uh, the reason I'm picking this girl is I just love, I love this girl's work ethic. She is not necessarily a princess uh, the entire film, nor herself the entire film. And it's a movie that you had already mentioned. And I'm going to go Tiana. I really love the character of Tiana. I love that she is like, she's the only princess that really has a job. She's making, (laughs) (laughs) she's literally like successfully making uh, it in life on her own. She's got these aspirations of being like a small business owner and creating her own restaurant. And it's only by happenstance that she gets turned into a frog. And the only reason to get out of becoming a frog is to kiss this other frog. And oh yeah, the other frog happens to be a prince. So that's true. She has true disdain for him for most of the movie. For most of the movie. And in fact, you don't really get to see her as her true self Tiana for a lot of that movie. I mean, she is the frog for majority of the movie. Again, lots of great songs, great sidekicks. Uh, you mentioned, you know, it's same with me. I had the same response to it when it first came out. Wasn't the biggest fan of it because I thought it was, you know, a movie that had been already made before. I'm like, oh, so it's a frog and they have a kiss and like we've seen this story. But as the older I've gotten and the more I've revisited it, I really like the story. And I think why I'm picking her is just because I, I just love all these, you know, independent girls that the story is more about their, uh, their journeys away from the, the men that they're falling in love with and everything. <laughs> and so that's why I like Tiana. She's hardworking. She's not afraid to be, you know, opinionated and crass. She, as we said, she like literally disdains this prince from Moldovia for a majority of the film. Uh, she is, she's obviously made history as the first African-American Disney princess. Uh, Akina Rose, Anika Rose provides the voice and the song for Tiana. She's the third to be married into the title. She's commoner born also. She becomes princess consort upon her marriage to Prince Naveen, the eldest son and heir of King of Moldonia. And uh, she is the most modern of all the princesses because she lives in 1920s New Orleans. Whereas a lot of these other ones are like a tale as old as time or historically like, you know, hundreds of years ago. Uh, She's living kind of currently in our society. And uh, yeah, I, I... I don't know. I, I also love New Orleans, New Orleans jazz music. So I like that flair on a lot of the songs and everything, even though I didn't mention much of her songs, but uh, I love, I love Ray in that movie. Uh, I love Louie. I love uh, Mama Oja. I love the villain in that movie. He's creepy played by creepy. Keith David. Be yeah about that movie. So I respect your number one pick. I I would obviously not put her as my number one, but okay. Mm-hmm. Like I I get why all your reasons. Um, for honorable mention, I was going to say because I, I watched it today was um Lottie. I think should be just 
you know, for an honorable mention, because she's the Mardi Gras princess, mm-hmm. um, which is why she could have broken the spell. Um, and even though she's a spoiled brat most of that movie, um, she's actually also very kind. Like, she, she um, you know, wants to dance with Prince Naveen at the ball or whatever. But then when she sees that Tiana has, has fallen over and she's covered in, like, all her beignet mess or whatever, she immediately mm-hmm. stops, tells the prince, I'll be back, and goes to help her friend. Yeah. Um, so even though a spoiled brat, I think she she's also a, a good supporting character, a good, like, friend of the princess. Totally. And John Goodman plays her dad. Uh, yeah. I love him. <laughs> And again, I'm, I love beignets, so of course, a movie that has some of my favorite sweets in it, I gotta go with it. Um, who? So that's that's our number one. Jeez, uh, different ones. I, it was hard for me to keep Belle off my list. I kind of had a feeling Belle was gonna be super high on yours. Uh, mine was all over the place. My list changed every five minutes. So I debated because I didn't put Ariel on my list, and as a I, you know, I also kid, I wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> My mom is going to be very upset with me if she listens to this because that is her favorite Disney princess. <laughs> My mom is obsessed with Ariel, uh, and I did not include Ariel on here. I was not as big of a fan of her as some of these other ones. So, sorry, Ariel. But Ariel, uh, you know, designed by Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane designed most of these films, one of the most influential animators that Disney has ever had. Of, like, these kind of core princesses, who's probably your least favorite? If you had to pick my a least favorite. least favorite princess. I'll, I'll let you think on that while I tell you mine. Probably my least favorite is probably, um, I think, I mean, it's sad to say it's either Snow White or Aurora, which are one of the originals. And I think maybe it's Aurora because she's asleep for most of the movie. We don't even really <laughs> see her. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like you're passed out, even though you have an awesome <laughs> song in there. The movie is, I mean, uh, I, I don't really so care funny. so much about her and stuff. Snow White, I I almost had to, I almost was going to put Snow White on the list, even though she's not my favorite, because Snow White is, you know, the one that... The original. The original, the one that started it all. In fact, it's the one that got the Honorary Academy Award, famously, uh, with seven extended Academy Awards attached to it, because it was groundbreaking <laughs> as the first, like, animated feature film. Right. Um, I actually agree with you, as, as far as least favorite, I would say between the two, and probably Aurora, because Snow White is the, is the OG princess, like, she's yeah. the one who, who really deserves some respect, because she's, like, the, you know, the mother of all princesses, or yeah. whatever, and, and, yeah, I would probably say Aurora, especially if we're talking strictly animated films, like you said, she's, like, asleep for most of it, the, the, the best character in the animated film is definitely Maleficent. Yeah. Um, Hence, the live action is literally called Maleficent. Maleficent. Like, they, they went off of her story, not off of Aurora's story. Yeah. Um, no one cares about a narcoleptic girl who just keeps falling asleep. <laughs> <all over place. laughs> um, okay, we'll wrap this up then, because I think we've completed our list. Uh, again, Disney princesses. Super fun. Uh, recap the list. My, my list was Jasmine, Rapunzel, Mulan, Pocahontas, Tiana. Your list was? Merida, Anna, Cinderella, Jasmine, and Belle. Nice. Uh, we left off several of them. Again, these are all our opinions and our favorite ones. Uh, who I think is a princess, Rachel doesn't think is a princess, and who Rachel thinks is a princess, I don't think is a princess, and all of you probably <laughs> think other people are princesses. But that's what's awesome about this uh, category, I guess you could call it, because it's such a controversial topic and... Uh, it was fun to talk to you, Rachel, for uh, this episode. And please episode. give us your opinions on 
your princess exactly princess. who do you think was right or wrong or who do you think that we left off and uh let us know what your favorite princesses are uh again this was another awesome episode rachel did you have a good time of course of course it's always fun to spend a couple hours especially during quarantine talking about oh. disney stuff yeah i will always talk about disney ask me about disney i'm i'm all about it so thanks for having me on not a problem <laughs> so thank you guys very much check out uh, all our other stuff at the barker and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode peace out peace out